Hi everyone, this is your host Harmit, and you're listening to Tobin Talks. On today's episode, we get an introduction to the Manitoban, the University of Manitoba student newspaper. Stay tuned to find out more! tuning in today. So Tobin Talks is back and I am your new host, Harmit. My pronouns are her, she, and I am a second year student currently in the Faculty of Science and I am also the audio editor for the Manitoban this year. So if you're wondering what the Manitoban is, this is the perfect episode for you because today I'm joined by Editor-in-Chief Jill Brown, as well as one of two news editors, Matthew Merkel, and we'll be breaking down exactly what the Manitoban is and how we function as the University of Manitoba's student newspaper. To start us off, let's talk to Jill. All right, Jill, say hello to our listeners and let them know your name and pronouns. Hi, uh, my name is Jill, and my pronouns are she, her, and I am the Editor-in-Chief of the Manitoban. Nice. Well, Jill, tell me how you're feeling today in three to four words. Uh... Nervous, mm-hmm. uh, excited, yeah, um, a little tired. Definitely, that's that's a good. <laughs> I feel like that's a good. That's good for a Monday. That feels like <laughs> a very Monday descriptor. Yeah. So you're the editor in chief here at the Manitoban for this academic year. So tell us about yourself outside of the Manitoban. What are you studying? What do you do for fun? Just tell us about yourself. Yeah, I'm in my fourth year of my political studies degree with a minor in English. I, in my spare time, I like to write and stuff and I, I this is like a little weird thing about me I did I like musical theater kind of cringy but I like doing it I don't think it's cringy <laughs> I love musical theater me I too. don't think it's cringy okay cool we'll, <laughs> yeah we'll, that, that'll be our thing <laughs> yeah um yeah I do that um oh fun fact about me I'm a twin wait yeah whoa yeah she's in environmental design whoa like at U of M like at U of M oh nice yeah Okay, that's really cool. Um, yeah, and I have a cat. His name is George. Ooh, okay. Um, we're, like, best friends. Yeah, that's amazing. So, coming back to the Manitoban, yeah. how would you describe the Manitoban to someone who knows nothing about it? You're yeah. speaking to a first year who comes up to you and is like, hey, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> Quite literally. So the Manitoban is the official University of Manitoba students newspaper. Basically, our job is to report on what's going on on campus. So, whether that be news arts, uh, comments, like, you know, opinion pieces about it, um, sports, research and technology. Basically, what we want to do is represent the student body. So whether that means what the student body is interested in, what concerns the student body. And how would you describe the process to someone? Yeah, totally. So uh, every Wednesday is our storyboard meeting. So that's where we kind of talk about the paper and what's going to go in it this week. Uh, And then throughout the week, it's just, you know, doing interviews, writing the articles, doing some research, things like that. Sometimes going to sports games or going to concerts, things like that. And then over the weekend, we edit. Um, So there's a whole process with that. Um, It's super, it's fun. It's busy, but it's really fun. I I like doing it. That's weird, but I like doing it. And then on Monday, the paper's kind of finalized. So what I do during Sunday is I kind of plan the layout of the paper. And then on Monday, we have our editorial board meeting where we kind of go over notes, things like that. Then Monday night, myself uh, and a few other editors kind of stay super late <laughs> and we put together the paper and then we send it off to printers and then it comes out on the Wednesday. So it's it's really fun. I really like it, at least. Where can students find the paper? You can find the paper stands across campus in almost every building um, or around the city in uh, at U of W or Red River 
um, or the Bannatine campus. All of our stuff um, on themanitoban.com, which is our website, uh, stories get uploaded there every week. Um, or we have an issue platform, so that's I-S-S-U-U, where you can read PDF editions of the paper. So you briefly mentioned some of the different section names. Can you describe what sorts of articles would fit into different sections? Yeah. Uh, so all my time in the paper and all my positions, I worked in news. So news is about things that are going on, events, or AMSU, or GSA. And it can also be stuff that's provincial that concerns students. So when I was an editor, uh, like when I did news, I did a lot of stuff concerning provincial budgets, concerning tuition raises, or like how the province and the university is uh, acting like during the pandemic. Uh, that was a lot of the coverage we did for the past two years. Um, or stuff that goes around in the city. What we try to do for news is do a little bit of a campus spin on it, a little student spin to see to maintain relevancy to our students. Um, for arts, we do a lot of local stuff, which is really fun. Um, so that's music, that's film, that's art, you know, theater. And then there's the culture aspect. Comment is, you know, really up to the columnists. Uh, we do a lot of political stuff, but uh, some stuff gets, you know, thrown in here and there. Like, one of my editorials was about the Ratatouille TikTok musical. I don't know if you remember yes, that. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was about the Ratatouille TikTok musical and how it's, like, revolutionizing musical theater, making it more accessible. Uh, I thought that was really fun. Uh, that year, there was also a comic piece about, like, pumpkin spice. Um, so it's really fun, and we try to represent the student. Um, for research, it's about, you know research and technology that's going on at the U of M, whether that be like in STEM or arts, uh, humanities and social sciences, um, just highlight what grad students and what professors are doing on campus. And that's a really cool sports, buys in sports mostly. We get to go to games and stuff, we take photos, um, we do profiles on athletes, um, or talk about things that are going on with, you know, the U of M sports in general. So like um, equity, diversity and inclusion, things like that. Um, it's a really, really great way to cover everything, and students, every student can find something that they're interested in. Yeah, of course. And students can also feel free to send in any tips or suggestions for things that they do want us to cover. So, Jill, why don't we start off with a brief recap of your time here at the Manitoban? Um, so I started in 2019 as a news reporter. Uh, so it was my first year of university. I was super so excited. for students, what's a reporter? Yeah, so a reporter is someone who... Um, is basically responsible for uh, either taking assigned stories or taking or pitching their own stories and writing like one to three articles every week. They answer to the section editors. So um, I had two news editors that I answered to, and they would edit our stuff and send back notes and you know rinse repeat for the rest <laughs> of the year. <laughs> and then kind of from your involvement yeah. from there on. Yeah. Then the next year I was news editor. And that was a lot of fun. It was a lot more work, but it was super rewarding. On that level, you kind of plan out the section. You get to assign stories yourself. You do a lot of the editing. Um, I didn't realize kind of what went into it while I was a reporter. And then when I was an editor, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is so much harder than <laughs> I thought. so much more work. But it was so much yeah. fun. I loved I loved doing it. Yeah. Um, then I took a year off. And then this year I'm back as EIC. And it is... Um, How do you like it so far? I love it. Uh, so there's like the whole like putting together paper every week, which is really fun. And then there's the whole publishing aspect too. So it's about, you know, organizing distribution, organizing, like going to board meetings, um, doing hiring. It's, you're really running the paper and it's a lot of fun and you get a lot of creative freedom too. Um, so you can choose, like you can work with, you know, the design team, you can work with uh, the editorial team. 
and it all kind of comes together and it's your responsibility to make sure it you know runs smoothly and I think we're doing a pretty good job. Yeah, I would say you're killing it so far. Like, your vision <laughs> is iconic. I love seeing the paper. Every, it's it's amazing. I love it. You guys have to, like, pick up the paper. I'm going to keep, like, inserting little promos. Just be like, oh, paper on campus. Go pick it up. Um, Manitoban.com. Let's go. So your first year on campus, what made you sign up for the Manitoban? Well, what was kind of that driving factor? Yeah, I wanted to be a journalist. Like, okay. right off the bat, right? Coming of out of course, high school, yeah. I was like, I'm going to be a journalist. Yeah. Um, and there Did was... you watch Gilmore Girls? Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Rory Gilmore? <laughs> Only in the early seasons, though. She kind of sucks in the later seasons. Yes, definitely. Um, <laughs> definitely, I'm with you on yeah. that. Oh, yeah. I wanted to be a journalist. Yeah. Coming right out of high school. And U of M doesn't have a journalism program. So this was, like, the number one way to kind of get involved, mm-hmm. kind of work on my writing, get it published. And when I kind of got there, I made... It was a really, really cool learning experience. You know, we are a learning paper. And I made, like, some of my best, best friends that year who I still see every week. We still talk every day. So it's a really great way to, you know, find community on campus as well. And I'm really, really grateful for that opportunity and how early I got involved because it really changed my life. Yeah, do you think it's kind of like cementing your dreams of wanting to be a journalist? Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. What would you say to people who are kind of thinking about volunteering or wanting to get involved? Like, what advice would you have for them? Oh my god, shoot us an email. Yes. (laughs) Come get involved. Come to the office. Say hi. Um, I'd love for you guys to get involved. I'd love for anybody who wants to write to try their hand. And we're here every step of the way. So, kind of as editor-in-chief, what are a couple goals you have for the year? One of the things that I had to, I got to, kind of work with um, this year was being the first year back on campus after mm-hmm. two years remotely. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of stuff that came with that. So reorganizing um, the print edition, reorganizing distribution, um, hiring a totally new staff, kind of reminding students that we're back here and that we've been here for over a hundred years, just cementing that whole thing. So I got the opportunity to kind of look at new design stuff as well with the paper. So I spent a lot of time over the summer kind of going through archives and seeing what the paper looked like, you know, in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s. Um, And I thought that was so cool. And so what our front cover does is kind of a callback to that with the text on the front. I know we haven't really done that in years prior, but I think it's a really cool way to kind of acknowledge where we've come from. And I think it's a really cool way to look at the paper. And our logo, our banner, is uh, exactly the same as what it was in 1998. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So you would say like your goals are kind of keeping that legacy alive of previous editions, but also bringing it to like a broader audience. What would you say is your guess for how many like Manitoban articles and interviews you've done in oh total, like over your lifetime? Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like this is the toughest question. This is hard. Would you say like a hundred? No, less than a hundred. Okay. Closer to, like, 50, maybe. Okay. Maybe like- so, out of those, what would you say was your favorite one as you were writing it? You were like, this is, I love this article. A lot of what I did when I was news editor was, like, UWSA coverage. And I had a really good time, you know, talking about, there was this whole controversy in 2020 um, about the U- UWSA execs. And there was some stuff going on there. And I had a really good time talking to people and kind of figuring out what was going on there. My first ever article I did was about the climate strike mm-hmm. in October 2019, um, and it still holds a really special place in my heart. Oh. Um, it was a lot of fun actually going to the protest and talking yeah. to people. 
I also liked the stuff I got to do with the provincial government and, like, going through... It's, like, boring, but, like, going through <laughs> audits and stuff and going through board, like, minutes. Yeah. Um, and being a student journalist means that you don't always get taken seriously. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just about, you know, making sure that, you know, student journalism is real journalism. It's legitimate journalism. Yeah. And it's so important to, like, remember that because... What we do is so important, and we do a good job of it, too. But yeah, I just want to hammer home, like, student journalism is legitimate yeah. journalism, and it's so important for a healthy community. Yeah, and, like, the U of M, like, there's, there's what, like, 27,000 of us or something like that? 30, like, something, 30, 30, 30 probably 30, 30, yeah. something like that. It's something we're, ridiculous. We're connecting a large amount of people, and across just everything yeah and even like on our own staff like we've got yeah. people getting their like bachelor's degrees we've got people working on their phds yeah um we've got people you know in arts and sciences and yeah. all kinds of things um so it's it, we're really bridging this huge gap was there any story that you wrote that made you want to cry or made you cry as you were writing it <laughs> i have to think the uwsa stuff made me cry for sure <laughs> right yeah some stuff was pretty like overwhelming and like yeah. for like a young person not that like I'm old now, but like I've got. Some <laughs> I mean, more... you were in your first year, like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've got you feel young more, too. I've got some more experience under my belt for sure. Yeah, um, and I know a little bit more about what I'm doing. I don't know everything, and I ask <laughs> for help a lot of the time from my old editors from my first year. I ask, oh! I still ask them for help. I'm like, what should I do here? And they're yeah. like, here's what you should do X Y Z, and I'm like, okay, thank you. Um, oh, that really goes to show you like that community that you've formed. Oh, absolutely. That you can still go to them and for like. Sure. I'm still talking with, like, EICs from 2015. Yeah. So that's almost 10 incredible. years ago now, and he still helps me out so much. Yeah. So, so I was going through kind of your catalog, <laughs> what you'd written, and all of that fun stuff, and just some of the stuff that stood out to me, like, um, you had written a lot about kind of, like, COVID article that you'd written on March 19th, 2020, which uh, I feel like is a pretty significant date that has been stamped into people's yeah. minds. So you'd written about, you know, camp campus reacting to COVID's arrival. So when you're writing articles like that, where you're writing about news that everyone that may have already reached everyone, how do you kind of write it in a refreshing way that makes people want to read it? So I actually wrote that alongside one of my, like one of the other news reporters at the time, um, who was ended up being my co-editor the next year, actually. Oh, wow. Uh, so she's really great. Uh, she's in law school right now. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, wow. So she's off doing her thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, big shout out to Amira. Yeah, I think that, you know, working at the Manitoban specifically, we have the opportunity to tell stories from a perspective that major outlets don't get to tell. Mm-hmm. We get to tell stories from the post-secondary, from the student perspective. Yeah. Um, and I think what makes a news story, you know, new and relevant is looking at what your, what your constituency wants to read yeah. and what affects them and kind of working from there. So whether that be like, well, major outlets were talking about like what goes on in the city, in the province, mm-hmm. we were talking about what goes on on campus and what mm-hmm. students were thinking about on campus. And so we took, the t- we got to take the time to talk to people, talk to people who go to the U of M and say, hey, what are you, how are you feeling about this? What's going through your head? Um, and other publications don't get to do that. And so students get to see themselves mm-hmm. in our paper. And I think that that's so important. 
Um, it's part of what we really want to do. We want to we want students to be able to see themselves. I really I love that answer. I was like really like I I feel heartwarmed. Aww. That was amazing. I'm like yes. No that that's that's really important. It's it's important to feel like connected to your community and especially for like if someone's coming into their first year and you know that happens you kind of you kind of get that sense of like everyone's in it together everyone who's also a student so what would you say makes a really good news story like how especially you know when you were a reporter when you were an editor like when you're scouting out those stories like how do you kind of decide what's what's really important for you to yeah. cover in that edition well, I look at what interests me mm-hmm. um I look at what you know I'm a student all my siblings are students as well. And I look at what's going on. I look at what the university's talking about. I look mm-hmm. at what students are talking about, what my friends are talking about. Yeah. Um, I think that a good news story is relevant to its constituency, is timely, um, is, you know, obviously like well done, well written, like very well researched, talks to people who are on the ground there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of things that go into when people take the time to really tell a story. When people take the time, you know, talk to people, do their research, look at what our readers are concerned about and look at what our readers want to read. And every section has their own thing, right? So, like, um, news specifically is going to talk about what these pressing issues are Mm -hmm. um, and what students are worried about or what students want to read. Arts is going to talk about, you know, what interesting things are happening in our art scene, in our culture, on campus or in the city comment is going to talk about what students are thinking and how they're thinking it and what's behind that thought process like every every article has its own strengths and every section has its own kind of guidelines for what makes a good article yeah definitely but yeah all in all i think it's what take readers into consideration so i think that wraps up our questions for the interview so do you have anything else that you'd like to add anything that you just want the students of u of m to know i mean i want you guys to know that there is a place for you here if you are interested in writing, if you're interested in journalism, if you just want somewhere to hang out and meet new people, <laughs> there is a place for you here. Uh, get involved however you can, you know, volunteer, be hiring for reporters. And yeah, so definitely get involved. And, you know, we'd love to have you here. This this paper changed my life. Thank you for joining us today, Jill. Thank you for having everything. me. All right. So, Matthew, say hello to our listeners and let them know your name and pronouns. What's up? My name is Matthew Merkel. Um, my pronouns are he, him. Describe how you're feeling today in three words. I'm feeling happy, okay. feeling calm, feeling uh, content. Okay, nice. That's that's really positive. That's like really good for a Monday. Yeah, we're feeling all right Monday. We got our workout in this morning. And... Okay, got the endorphins. Let's yeah, go. Okay, exactly. so you are the news one of the news editors at the Manitoban for this year. So tell us about yourself, kind of outside of that. Like, what are you studying? What do you do for fun? Who are you? I'm studying sociology and history. Nice. I'm in my third year. Um, I really like it so far. Outside of school, uh, I like to do photography. Really big into that. That's a that's something I picked up over the pandemic. Shout out to COVID. <laughs> um, Don't give COVID credit for anything. You did that yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I like hanging out with my friends. What else? I like to... I like to work out. I'm really into music. Really, I'm like a hip-hop nerd, so. Yeah, fun fact, Matthew actually has his own show on the same network. Do you want to tell people about Yeah, uh, tune in to Scary Hours Wednesdays at 11 p.m. So, if you're down bad at 11 p.m., listen to me on, on the radio. <laughs> nice. Okay, so, 
coming back to the Manitoban, how would you describe how the Manitobans like produce? Like, what do you kind of do every day, every week for your position? And what do other people do? Like kind of just a general overview. Uh, it's a lot of emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of emails. So we usually beginning of the week, kind of thinking about what I want to do, what's kind of going around, what's, what's the vibe at the campus. So research, a lot of research, and then we start putting feelers out. Usually people are pretty open to take part in interviews and articles. So, and then start writing about Thursday, Friday, later in the week, we do our, we do our uh, meetings uh, Wednesday um, just to make sure everything's in order. And then the weekends spend mostly um, making sure that everything's ready for the Monday to be posted. So it's a nice cycle and uh, it's really conducive to uh, a university schedule. So what's your favorite, what's your favorite part? What do you, what do you like doing during the week? Do you like the writing process, editing or coming up with ideas? I, I, I really like the interviews. I really like, um, I always find that I learn something new about people every time I'm at the U or interviewing somebody or whatever. I really like writing. I find it's very calming and you kind of, I like developing, trying to develop skills and stuff. So I know you're the news editor. So kind of in terms of like delegating tasks and like doing all of that, like how do you do that? What's your process? So I, I just try to make sure that I have like an idea of what I want to do the week before. So once I kind of have an idea, I'll kind of start getting in contact with the people I need to. Most of the time it's students. Um, a lot of the time um, you have to email like, the communications department of a certain office of like a company or like a faculty or something. If you want to get, get a hold of a teacher or a prof. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward. You just kind of make sure that you're uh, always on top of the ball. And a lot of the times we'll get later in the week and there'll be a story that'll come up out of nowhere. And um, that those are always the better ones. Cause that's when, you know, it's something exciting and something students really care about. So. So with those like spontaneous stories, like what was the time that you can think of where you had like difficulty trying to like uncover the true story? And if you can speak to that a bit. So we did a story on the hiring of the new uh, faculty of medicine and health sciences uh, dean. And uh, there was a lot of uh, research that needed to be done for that. And we were pretty, I think I was pretty happy with the way it went. I think we did like a pretty objective story for that but there was definitely a lot of research that um we needed to do and i think there's still more that could be done but um i'm pretty happy with where it's at right now so so tell us about your history with the manitoban overview of your involvement how that all kind of went down and i know you kind of like switched switched sections as well so kind of speak to that a little bit about your experience yeah so um I think I always kind of knew I wanted to do journalism. So my first year I was still playing hockey and I didn't really have a chance to get to know what the Manitoban was or what I wanted to do per se. But once I quit hockey after my midway through my first year, gave me more opportunity to kind of explore what I was interested in. So by the time the next semester came up, I think we were, we were still online then. It was like October 2020. Um, I reached out to somebody that I knew was working in the sports section at the Manitoban and um, they said there was a open position. So I applied and I got the job sports reporter. So before I was sports editor, um, that was a really great experience. I really learned a lot. Um, there was a lot of like uh, sports stories that 
weren't necessarily sports games. Had to like get creative because there wasn't really a lot of uh, sports going on during uh, that first year of the pandemic. So cut my teeth doing that and then uh, became sports editor uh, the next year, which uh, I had a great time doing that. Bison sports were back. So um, attended Bison sports every weekend, wrote about it. Um, started taking photos as well, so really honed my photography skills doing that. And um, I knew by the end of that year that I really wanted to transition the news outside of um, me playing hockey. I'm not really like a sports fanatic, but um, it does play a role in my life. But I, I definitely wanted to explore that other side of my personality in uh, my job. So really happy with news right now and I, I think I want to do it in the future so that's really cool that you were able to kind of try out those different things and I think that's a good message to listeners as well like you can come on board as like a volunteer maybe like you can write for any of the sections and then eventually transition to what you want to do for sure so kind of speaking to students who are kind of looking at the Manitoban and going I didn't know we had a school newspaper like what advice would you give to students who might be interested in getting involved it's never a bad idea to just try. I think like if you really want to test how you feel when when you post an article, I think volunteering is a really good idea. Also, being a reporter, I found it's it's not too big of a commitment. It's like very manageable with uh, a schedule and a work life. So I think it's something that if you really don't know if journalism is what you want to do, but you, you think that the Manitoban might be something fun you're interested in or like a good job, like... I would highly recommend applying for a reporter position or volunteering. So, Yeah, and what would if you had to guess how many articles you've written and how many interviews you've done throughout the last few years, what would be your guess? If I'm doing the math, I think it's like, I think I've done like 86 or something. What? No, 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 wait. It's, yeah, around like 40-something. Yeah. You went from 80 to 40? Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's in that range. It, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit around 50 maybe. I feel like it really hasn't been that much, but I feel like I could probably name every article if you if you brought them up. But I, if we had time to do that, that yeah. would be a fun little <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, interviews, uh, countless interviews. I can. I, uh, there's a lot of interview interviews I do that don't even come out um, in the articles. They just don't make it. So out of all those interviews you've done and all the articles you've written, what would you say is like one of your favorites? I was happy with the mental health one I did this the beginning of the year. Um, I think that was like something students actually like any student could kind of relate to. I think co- coming back to COVID or from COVID was like kind of scary for some people, but I think that some people could take something from that article and maybe it applied to their own lives or their friend lives. So and there were some resources at the end there that I think were pretty helpful for people. So did you? <laughs> Speaking of mental health, did you cry writing any of the um, articles you've written? Definitely. I wrote an article about um, one of the new, shout out Tina Chen, the EDI um, director at the U of M. She ran a, uh, it was like a workshop. It was an equity, diversion, inclusion workshop for Skate Canada. So I covered that. And then one of the speakers was like, he was a super cool dude, but he was talking and like, he really, he really got me in my feels. Like he, he really, uh really struck a chord with like his experiences with racism in skate Canada and 
the stuff he was going through, uh, try to help that stuff. So you could tell that he really cared about what he was talking about and it really struck a chord. So that's really sweet. Maybe, making me get soft on the pod. That's crazy. <laughs> no, literally. So kind of getting into specific things that you've written before. So your editorial that you wrote on November 3rd, 2021. So last year, quitting your sport can be a blessing in disguise. So First of all, can you kind of give people a quick summary of the article if they don't know what I'm talking about? In that article, I kind of, it was my first editorial, kind of just talked about um, what it was like to quit hockey and why I think it was better for me in the long run. And um, I know that there was a lot of people I knew actually, they were in their final year of junior hockey and they weren't really knowing how to uh, adjust, I guess. So it was kind of, it was kind of like a voice or sorry, like a, not a message to them, but kind of just sharing my experience. And I was hoping that maybe some people might be able to take something from it or maybe get a better understanding of who I was. But it's true. And also, like, if, you know, someone's a couple years younger and like currently going through that, and being able to read about that experience that you had and kind of have some hope that. Yeah, totally. Like, I feel like a lot of, especially in that kind of culture, there's very, uh, it's very, um, not a lot of like free thought about what you what your place in the game is and what your relationship with it is going to be in like a few years so it's i think kind of like trying to explore that and trying to like put that on a piece of paper was like pretty rewarding so and i I think you did a really good job with that like you were able to it was clear that you've done like a lot of self-reflection but it was also like you were coming from this place of like vulnerability like how do you how do you kind of do that within your writing like how do you put aside your ego and kind of say i'm going to be honest with you know, you don't know who's reading these articles, yeah, right? Like, yeah. and you're just being honest with these people. Like, how do you do that? Um, I, it's definitely just like, um, the people, just people around me. Like, I think my, especially my family, like being humble was like, um, one of the just pillars of like being like a good person. And my mom's always on my, uh, on my case about make sure you're a good person. And I, that was always something she emphasized. She's like, she, you don't want to you don't want to feel like you're uh putting people down or anything and i think i think part of that is understanding when you're not necessarily doing what you want to do you know so or just understanding like better understanding yourself and knowing your place so and also my friends love to like just kind of put me in my place sometimes so <laughs> but but the people in my life definitely uh, show me and show me how to be humble and like how to be vulnerable, and um, I think I've learning how to do that more as I as I grow. So coming to a more recent article that you've written on as news editor, you wrote kind of like an intro to the Keystone Party on July twenty sixth, twenty twenty two. So kind of writing a piece like this, where you know everyone has their own political opinions and all of that, but as a news you know, reporter or editor, you kind of have to find a way to stay impartial while still presenting kind of multiple sides of the argument. Like, how do you find a way to do that? I'm biracial. Um, my mom's a teacher and I work at the Manitoban. So <laughs> we, we could kind of understand where, where I'm at, but I think that some of the best conversations I've ever had have been where I've just understood that we disagree on a lot of things, but I do think that your perspective is important. So I thought when I saw that the new party was formed, like I thought 
somebody might be able to better understand this or they um somebody that doesn't understand what these people are about i think that it was important that it was at least in the public and around for students to just form their own opinion so is that kind of like your view and how it should be written like kind of leaving it up to the students or the viewers to kind of form their own opinion yeah for sure like there's nothing there's nothing worse than tuning into uh turning on the tv and you're what you're getting a news report but it's through a lens of they've already kind of predetermined how they want the viewer to uh receive that so i think that's just it's just very irresponsible to conduct news that way and like i think that people deserve to the opportunity to form their own opinions and just receive facts and i think that i'd be i'd be very dishonest with myself and especially the manitoban if i um approached news in any other way so so i think that kind of wraps up our questions here do you have anything else that you kind of want to say to our viewers just let them know Tune in the Tobin Talks every chance you get. Check out the news on the Manitoban. Shout out the homies. Uh, tune in to Scary Hours every Wednesday at 11 p.m. Shout out Harmit for the stellar interview. So, All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of Tobin Talks for the year. I'm so excited to continue hosting this podcast and see where we get to by the end of the year. A big shout out to Jill and Matthew for joining me today and explaining how the Manitoban works. If you ever want to get in touch with us, feel free to DM us on The Manitoban on Instagram. And if you're looking out for those job postings, the deadline to apply is October 1st at 11.59. But those job postings are on themanitoban.com. And there are a variety of jobs available from reporters, associates, all the way from taking photos to actually writing articles. There is a wide variety and I do think there's something for everyone. And then you can also volunteer as well. And if you ever have any suggestions for podcast episodes or things that you want me to try and incorporate, please feel free to email me at audio at themanitoban.com. So That's it for now, and we'll see you next Thursday on Tobin Talks. Thanks, everyone.